0: Welcome back to another episode of Positive Productivity. This is your host, Kim Sutton, and I am so happy that you are here to join us today. And I'm thrilled to introduce our guest, Mark Struccheski. See, I get my blooper in right at the beginning. (laughs) Strucheski. Oh my gosh. We're leaving that blooper in, Mark, because positive productivity is not about perfection. But okay, Strucheski. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Awesome. Mark is a podcast extraordinaire. Should that be podcaster extraordinaire? From Oh my gosh, I have to do it again. The Yeah, you just say it, okay? And um, listeners, again, positive productivity is not about perfection, but I'm just going to have him do his last name for us. And yeah, I'm just so excited to have Mark on though because we have hit it off since our first conversation, which is behold the power of the internet and networking. Yeah. But why don't you just jump in and give a better introduction than I did because we know mine was severely lacking and then we'll just go from there.
1: Well, if you didn't say I was a podcaster, I was going to say, you know, Kim, I'm really nervous. I've never done this before, but you've already told everyone I have a podcast. It's called the Mark Stucheski podcast. My name is Mark Stucheski, And if you Google Mark Stucheski, which in the show notes, you can see how to spell my last name. You can find where I'm everywhere in the universe that's known as the internet. So that's me. Now, if you want, you want me to tell them more about what I do and what my passions are?
0: Yeah, but can you take it back a little bit further and share how you got to having your podcast?
1: Sure. Well, I was like most entrepreneurs, trying to find that platform which would give me the most, what's the word I want to use? Oomph or power or to really launch it. I tried YouTube videos. That didn't work. I tried Facebook. That didn't work. And then I heard a guy by the name of Gary Vaynerchuk. You may probably not have heard, he's not very successful at all. Ha ha. And he said the future is voice and audio because on video, you have to watch a screen. But on podcast, like I run every day, you can walk the dog, you can listen to your car and transit wherever. And so I said, hmm, let me get into podcasting. Well, how do you podcast? I, I don't know how to podcast. Well, I didn't want to go invest in learning from somebody else how to you know, do a podcast. So amazing. There's this new tool called Google and YouTube that you can actually learn for free how to do a podcast. I launched my podcast July 7th, 2017. And one of the things I learned along the way on doing my podcast is keep it simple. So the first 17 episodes, it's just me talking. I didn't have guests on my show because that's another element where complexity could rear its ugly head. And I went through that, got really comfortable with the platform. Starting with episode 18, I started interviewing people. Now, a little transparency here. The first three or four guests were friends of mine. They're professionals, but they're friends of mine. And I knew they would put up with my newness. And now I'm up to... I'm in the 50s and 60s. By the time this episode come out, I'll be in the 80s. And I just love being a podcaster. I love helping people get unstuck.
0: I'm over here laughing about keeping it simple because I did anything but, Mark. <laughs> I, When I started recording episodes for the Positive Productivity Podcast four months before it launched, if not more, actually, I think it was six months before, I was gonna launch two podcasts at the same time. I I don't know what I was thinking. Well, I do know what what I was thinking. I had chronic idea disorder, so it was my own fault. But I was trying to record all those interviews every week. And then I was doing the graphics and the transcriptions and the show notes. And as you know, as a podcaster, there is a lot of work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's back up even a little bit further. When I was born? (laughs)
1: <laughs> how far right do you want to go? No,
0: I don't No, Your poor mother. I don't need to know how long childbirth was or anything like that. What did you want to be when you grew up?
1: Well, that's an easy answer. I wanted to be a firefighter because my dad was a firefighter for a long time. I was actually a volunteer firefighter and an EMT, not a paramedic, for about four or five years. But um, I had to leave for health reasons. And if you want me to, I can share why I had to leave that. It wasn't a profession because it was a volunteer. But if you are you interested in knowing why I left,
0: yeah, actually I am because it's part of your journey and it's part of what brought you here.
1: I, I saw, I used to live in Rochester, New York. Now in Rochester, New York, it's up north where it gets cold and ice and snow and that kind of good stuff. Well, one day I was working at the factory. This is, I think, I was in my twenties or something like that. And that morning it snowed. It warmed up a little bit, just above freezing, so the snow melted and then it froze again. And then it snowed again, known as black ice for the of you who are listening up north. Well, I'm just going into work, you know, whistling all six o'clock in the morning, going to work. All of a sudden, a split second, I'm on my back. I'm like, what happened? Well, they took me to the hospital. They did all kinds of tests. They couldn't figure out what was wrong. But I was an avid bike rider back then, and I knew something was wrong because I used to be able to go—you know, those poles they have on the on the uh, the path so uh, cars don't go on there. I said I, I used to have to stop and like walk my bike past the pole. And I'm like, there's something wrong. It took him seven years to diagnose my condition, which is known as vestibular nerve disorder. Now I never heard that term before I was diagnosed; had no clue what it was. And they said, basically, there's a little thing in between in your brain, between your ears called a vestibular nerve. It was damaged on my fall because I went my feet to my head in less like a microsecond. That's forever damaged. So it's so bad now that I can't go swimming unless my wife, Michelle, is right near me because I have no idea what to end is up. Getting back to firefighting, when you go in a building that's full of smoke and you're holding a hose and you're with a team if I trip over something, I can't maintain my balance because I have no balance. And so even today, now I don't drink at all, but if I get pulled over randomly, I can't walk a straight line. And it'd be kind of humorous because the officer would do me a breathalyzer and do the blood test and they'd say 0.0. So that's my story of why I left firefighting. And you're sticking to it. Yes, ma'am.
0: Yeah. Wow. So... This is this is totally off topic of podcasting and entrepreneurship, but <laughs> along that line, I just had to ask, do you have to carry a medical card so that if by chance you miss the stoplight or the stop sign, because, you know, I've never done that, uh, <laughs> that, <laughs> that if they do make you get out, that you can say, hey, this is why I can't walk a straight line. I mean, Mark, I, I trip over my own feet. So you've got me thinking <laughs> now, I, I don't have this, but... It wouldn't be any better for me even when I'm at a 0.00.
1: Well, first of all, (laughs) having a balance disorder does not prevent me from stopping at stop signs or red lights. Um, My wife does get kind of nervous when I drive because I'm from New York and uh, Uh I drive aggressively. Get out of my way. I got places to go. I got to be productive. Get out of my way. But that has no bearing. I can still stop at a stop sign. If there's a little old lady walking across the street, I can see her and stop. It's when I get out of the car to help her cross the street, I may trip on my feet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not tripping on my feet. It's like, there's no balance of which end is up. That's why if I go, like, I can't go on the water slides. I used to love water slides when I was a kid because you go down the slide and you, what do you do? You go into a pool. Well, guess what? I no, don't you know, don't know how up. to get out. Yeah. Right. And they won't, I don't know why, but they won't let my wife or a lifeguard stand at the end of the, the slide and to all oh, I need someone who's, Hey, put your feet in the ground. You're fine. And so I can't go on water slides now. Kind of breaks my heart. But, you know, they don't want me to, I don't know, die. So that's why they don't let me go on the slides. I'm not supposed to ride roller coasters, but I do because I love roller coasters.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You and I, when we chatted last week or the week before, you love Disney. So you you can't give up Thunder Mountain.
1: No. And here's the thing, because people, there's two companies I'd love to work for. I would be love to be a CEO of Apple or Disney. Both places I would be super unproductive because at Disney World, I would be using my power to ride all the rides. It had the line. I would wait in lines. With with, um, with Apple, I would just be playing with all the new toys coming out. I wouldn't even be running the company. So I would not be productive at all. So it's probably not a good idea if I was named CEO of Disney or Apple.
0: Well, on a positive side, at least now you can't go swimming in Lake Ontario because it's not exactly the cleanest place to to swim.
1: I remember Lake Ontario. And you're right. There was no such thing as blue water in Lake Ontario.
0: Oh, definitely not. (laughs) Listeners, I am also from Rochester. And when Mark and I connected, that was only last week. Yes. So I'm going to get to that in a second. But we actually both left Rochester the same year.
1: That is so weird. Yeah, very weird. 1997, yeah. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, what are you from? Michigan? What is it? yeah, what's okay. that?
0: It's it's the result <laughs> of living in Ohio. I'm not I'm surprised you're not saying y'all. Yeah.
1: No, 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 I never picked up the Texas accent. My wife did, but I never picked up the Texas accent. It's I but, do say, but I do say fixin though. I love the word fixin. Fixin is an incredible word everyone should say.
0: Well, the one thing that Another thing that did pick up from that I did pick up from Ohio is I accidentally one day and my husband looked at me in amusement and I think a little bit of horror at the same time because I said, I seen at the grocery today. <laughs> and like my eyes got so big I could have been seeing zombies. I was I just said, did I actually just say that? I mean my stepmother was an English teacher. She, if she would have been out here, she would have just, I, I don't know what she would have done because that is, I love you Buckeyes. I don't have any allegiance to Michigan or Ohio State, but some of the grammar around here is a little bit lacking. That's all I have to say.
1: Well, Kim, I, I have a suggestion for you. Yes, what's that? I, I think you need to change the name of this podcast to true confessions from Kim Sutton, because you already confessed that sometimes you go through stop signs and now you say you're, you've used up the vernacular of the Ohioans, Ohioans, is that correct? So maybe you should rename it true confessions of, or maybe create another podcast called true confessions of Kim Sutton. What do you think?
0: Oh, I love it. Yeah. (laughs) But I I do have to clarify actually, because maybe my issue with stoplights and stop signs is not so much the stop signs and the stoplights. I have more of a problem with the curb. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> okay. yeah listeners don't let me drive your car i've never gotten into a car accident i will just put it out there but curbs and my tires do not get along
1: so in your house does your husband give you the old car and he gets the new car
0: i proudly drive a 1996 gmc conversion van
1: so it can it can handle the curbs then.
0: Oh, it can definitely handle the curbs. <laughs> and if any tractor trailer on i seventy five tries to get into my lane, I am not at <laughs> all concerned because I am driving a big piece of sheet metal. Yeah.
1: Oh, you're a riot. <laughs> you are <a> hoot.
0: <laughs> yeah, I my my son, my fifteen year old gets. I, I'm not sure if he. He's amused, but I don't think he's so thrilled that when he gets his driver's license later this year that he's going to be driving a car that's 10 years older than him. (laughs) You know, what he wants is a new car, but until he can get his chores done, so he can even earn allowance to take just a little bite out of the car insurance. Mm -hmm. Big sigh there. Yeah.
1: Now, do your kids wear helmets when you're driving? Just just asking.
0: They prefer not to look. So no, they don't wear helmets, but they do have to wear their seatbelts. Yeah. Okay. okay. No, I totally get the joke though. They, if yeah, let's just leave it at that or else I'm going to have CPS knocking on my door for, 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 for moms driving. They should actually though, and we will get back to you, Mark. They should actually though wear helmets in my house, at least my littles. My one of my twins last night. We have an island in the middle of my kitchen, and they were running. They were the three littles were playing tag around the island when oh, I was trying to get them ready can, for bed. I can see
1: what you're saying. I know where you're going. I can see it in my head already.
0: <laughs> my son David <laughs> took a head dive right into the corner. A corner. Oh, so he has a a big red stripe, and <sighs> I didn't know that it was possible to get an egg on your cheek, but he has one today. So, oh,
1: my word. I've
0: been waiting for the daycare to call all day. <laughs> yeah. Mark, did I tell you when we chatted last week? I think this is the most... Listeners, we chatted about the format of positive productivity before Mark came on. And I said, I'd love for it to be conversational. I am absolutely loving this because I think it is more back and forth than I've ever had on the episode before or on a on the show before. <laughs> I, I absolutely love this. You're actually giving making me give a half second thought to having a co-host because this is just a blast
1: um well I'm, I'm super stoked i can't wait till you're on my podcast because i think it's going to be a double dose you'll have this podcast and you'll have the one on mine and we're just going to take over the world our podcast and listeners you just have to realize it it's going to be domination
0: oh i love that i love that oh i see. Well, I guess I can say it on my podcast. I might not be able to say it on yours, but brain fart. I just had a brain fart. I don't remember where I was going. Egg on the cheek. Um, Oh, well, anyway. So where did, I'm going to go back to you now (laughs) because I just can't remember and it's not going to come.
1: We're almost out out of tape here. You better hurry up. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I'm so
0: glad I got the charger before I, before I came on. So you couldn't, you couldn't be a firefighter anymore. And what happened next? And now you're down in Houston or outside of Houston. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I am. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> hey. Um, so what happened in your life to take you down there?
1: Or you just got well, fed up
0: with Rochester's weather?
1: Well, interesting story. My first wife, Um, we came to visit her parents who were living in Houston back in 1996. And I fell in love with the, the city. And a year later we moved down here and, um, Much to my surprise, nobody was fascinated that Mark Strucheski had moved to Houston. The job offers didn't come like all these NFL players have people fawning all over with one million dollar contracts. They said, yeah, well, who cares? Join everybody else who's here. And so it was a little bit of a rough go. Um. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I got divorced in 2002 and I, I don't want my ex-wife will never listen to this podcast. I don't care. Best thing ever happened to me. I'm married to the woman I should have been married to all along. She's awesome. She's my rock. And um, so I moved down here to get away from the cold, the snow, the blizzard, the ice, the, uh, the lake effect snow, the black ice, especially black ice. Black ice, I hate you. Um, so I wanted to get away from all that stuff. So down here in Houston, when people, when it snows, they get all excited. I'm like, no, you don't understand. We live in the south. It's, I'm never supposed to see my breath in the south, okay? This is how it's supposed to work. Heat down here, snow up there and And I always talk to my friends up in Canada, and I said, "Please shut the door. Who went outside and left the door open and that's why we get those cold fronts down here. Probably didn't answer your question, but I just felt going felt like going that way.
0: No, I actually like it, and I'm laughing over here because I actually moved to Ohio with my ex husband to be closer to his family.
1: Oh my goodness, you and I are like oh, we're not sisters, are we? This is bizarre."
0: Not unless you wear a bra. No, I'm just kidding. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now, see, if my wife was in the room I was doing the interview She would, and heard what I said, she would have rolled her eyes, as women would do.
0: No. Um, I'm going to embarrass Michelle for a second because, listeners, after I talked to Mark last week with Mark, chatted with, whatever, we had such a great chat that I ended up having an hour and a half chat with Michelle after while well, you were off running, working on your 60 miles for January. <laughs> yes, I saw that. And I'm, I'm impressed you saw that. I'm really impressed. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> I, I was impressed, too, because I was thinking my my extent of running was running to my son last night to see how bad it was after you <laughs> ran into the wall. Um, anyway, I was talking about how when the brand gets big and we have a lot of money, you know, I told my husband one thing. I'm sorry, listeners. Very sorry. This is not typical for Positive Productivity Podcast. But as a mom of five kids, things happen to our bodies that we don't expect to happen. I was like, there's one change (laughs) that I have to make. And we were talking about that, Mark. So I don't know that Michelle would be rolling her eyes. She might just be laughing because we were talking about this, that, and every other thing. You'll have to go ask her later. But yeah. Some
1: things I don't, (laughs) some conversations are meant just between women that I don't want to know. Mm -hmm. I cover my ears and go, la, 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 and walk out of the room. I don't want to know. First
0: conversation, though. i don't want to... First conversation, we were already talking about that, so... I kept walking in there, like,
1: are you still talking to her? She goes, nodding their head. I'm like, you just met her. She goes, it's a chick thing. You wouldn't understand you're a guy. You guys, like, one or two words is good enough for guys. Women like to talk, and I'm like, I couldn't believe how long you guys talked. Yep. It was unbelievable.
0: (laughs) Well, what happened was and then I promise listeners, I'll tell you how we got introduced. What happened was I actually had to go because I had a podcast at three o'clock that afternoon. And I looked at the clock and it was literally 2.59 and 30 seconds. I was like, oh my gosh, I have to go. I have to go because I hadn't even pulled up the profile of the person. I didn't even honestly remember because I hadn't done my planner the night before. I didn't even remember who I was chatting with, but I knew I had a podcast at three. So I was like, oh my gosh, I have to go. We'll talk later. She's like, yeah, yeah, go. So. Here is a true example of why it's great to have giving relationships rather than getting. And I'm sure you agree, Mark, is that um, I made a great connection, Jeremy Slate. Hi, Jeremy, at New Media Summit last September. And we've... Hi, Jeremy. We've hit it off. And Mark had put up on on LinkedIn a post and Jeremy tagged me in it and we got connected. And... I think it was supposed to be a 15 minute call with you last week <laughs> that again, yeah. turned into like an hour. But the more you give, the more you get. And I'm not saying that you should give, give, give just to get, but it just, it's what happens. It's the reciprocal. Rec, um, I can never say that word. It's as hard as your last Reciprocal. Name. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> it, it's just what happens. And if you stop, Thinking about what you're going to get out of anything, I think, in my opinion, you're going to get more because you're so open-hearted. Do you agree?
1: I agree, but I I do have one question before my my brain forgets it. So if you didn't have that podcast, would you still be talking to Michelle right now?
0: (laughs) I don't know. It's, just, it's
1: rhetorical. It's, <laughs> it's rhetorical. It was several days ago. I hope not. I would
0: have picked up my kids and still been going. No, she would have probably talked to my kids, though.
1: <laughs> she probably would have.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So going back to you, Mark. Listeners, I hope you're having a blast with us here. <laughs> so you're in Houston. Oh, I forgot to tell you. We moved out here to be closer to ex's parents, and within three months they left. They actually moved down to Austin where their daughter moved down to be closer to them and they moved to Chicago. So, Mm. yeah, but Austin's a beautiful city too. And so you moved down to Houston. It was difficult to find a job. What happened next?
1: Well, I finally landed the job as an inventory control coordinator at a local hospital and the medical center here in Houston. And I was working there for a while, thought I was going to be, I hated inventory. I was just really good at it. I hated it because, you know, System says five, you got four. What happened to the other one? And it's like, who cares? Just order another one. And so in July of 2005, I got fired from my job. And I'm not going to be one of these people to say that I was downsized or I lost my job. I know where my job is. They gave it to somebody else. I was fired. Um, why I got fired, I it wasn't nothing. I didn't hit my boss or steal from the company. I didn't get along with my boss. And he was one of these people that. Let's just say he wasn't the sharpest tool in the shed, but he knew policy. He's one of these guys, and I hope this is okay for your podcast. If not, you can edit it out, that if you give him an idea, I got a great idea for maximize efficiency, he would turn around and make it his idea. <sighs> and then he would be on uh, the computer all day doing personal stuff. But if you caught me, he'd write me up. And I'm like, okay. So when they fired me, I remember the day they fired me because they said, okay, we have to let you go. we'd like to have a talk to talk to you about why. I'm like, no, dude, you just fired me. We're done. I'm not going to sit here for an hour for you to tell me why you fired me. You fired me. Other relationship is over. So I decided I'm going to go into being a photographer, a wedding and portrait photographer. Now listeners, I chased the money, never chased the money because I wanted to go buy these really cool gear. wanted to get paid. Didn't care about the customer. And I found out that people want you to edit their photographs. And so my wife was doing my editing, but I had no passion for it. I didn't want to do it. And But when I was in the photography, I wanted to market my business unlike anyone else ever market theirs. Ever, this is, keep in mind, 2005, Facebook was new, Twitter was new. I didn't think uh, LinkedIn was out yet. And so I said, hey, I'll go speak to women's groups because women were my target audience. So I went to a speaker friend of mine and I said, hey, listen. I want to go talk to women group, women's group about photography. I teach them how to take better pictures of their kids, whatnot, try to promote my business. The first time I spoke, after I got done, my wife says, oh, honey, you're hiding behind that camera. You are a gifted communicator. You need to be a speaker. So I said, ah, what do you know? You're just my smart wife. You don't know anything. So after a few months, I realized, you know what? I wasn't passionate about photography. I just wanted the money. And so I decided, okay, I'm gonna be a speaker. And the first topic I came up with was how to be successful. Listeners, don't talk about a topic you're not already doing, don't be inauthentic. I was not successful, and here I am gonna hire, people gonna hire me to tell, tell them I'll be successful because the first thing you do is you look at me and go, you're not successful. So I dropped that, I went to something called From Hopeless to Hopeful, I have no idea what I was doing there.
0: And I then I like got, actually, I might have to
1: borrow it. No, don't go ahead. It's yours for the, for the giving, for the taking. So then I got really bummed. I was talking to a Tony Robbins result coach. And I'm like, you know, I, I love speaking, but what am I going to speak on? And he goes, Mark, why don't you speak on productivity? And I, I kid you not. I said, productivity. Why would I want to talk about productivity? He says, because you are one of the most productive people I know. And I'm like, well, isn't everybody? And after he got done laughing, he said, I don't think you understand how unproductive most people are. He says, I give you something to do, and you get it done within the hour. I'm still on the phone with the next client, and you already got your homework done. He says, you are so productive. you got to take that gift and tell the world you're a good communicator. You're good at productivity. Marry the two. And so I started doing it. And, and people started coming to me and saying, wow, can you help me with this? And I just had this ability that you could tell me your problem. And I could come up with a solution. It may not be the perfect solution, but if you're stuck, maybe you just need a little tug to get out of the mud to get you flowing. And so I launched my website, MarkStuchewski.com, in January 20, 2011, but I didn't start doing productivity to about, I think, maybe fall of 2016, So because I was trying so many different different things. Now I settled on productivity. I absolutely love, I'm obsessed with helping people become more productive.
0: Would it be fair to say that you had chronic idea disorder?
1: I still do. If I listen to a podcast, if I, like I'm reading right now, I'm reading a Crushing It among four other books. If I get an idea, I will put the book down and implement it right then. It's like uh, my web hoster, not my web hoster, my podcast media hoster, when they said, hey, You can now have your podcast on Spotify. I stopped the podcast and got my podcast on Spotify. I I am so proactive. It drives my wife, Michelle, crazy because when we first got married, she would be sitting on the couch and go, you know what? It would be really nice if X, Y, Z. And I would pause the TV and go do it. She goes, no, not right now. Like, Well, you said you wanted it done. So if I can do it, I'll do it right then and there. So she's learned to like make yourself a note because I will literally stop everything to go do something she wants done. I, I'm believing I'm the kid when they give you a three week uh, t- lead time to do a, a project. I did it the first night. I never did it the last night. Now, it would not be great because I would just rush through it just to get it done. So I go out and play football or basketball with my friends, but I'd get it done right away. That's the kind of person I am. I'm very proactive.
0: Wow. And where can I get this magic juice?
1: <laughs> just keep listening to the Mark chusky podcast and I'll tell you everything you need to know. Kim. Well,
0: on a positive <laughs> note, last night, and I'm trying to remember exactly how I phrased it to my husband. I, oh, I remember, I purged the pressure. Listeners, go back and listen to episode. Let me just look at my list here. Episode 257, that will be the topic of my podcast that will be recorded, my solo podcast that will be recorded right after we get done with this one, Mark. But I purged the pressure. And what I mean by that is that I had subscribed to 200 podcasts and they were taking up all the space on my on my MacBook. <laughs> so I could not do work on my MacBook unless I pressured myself to to listen and get rid of the the space that those podcast episodes were taking up. And I had, I mean, I had almost a thousand just of EO fire. I'm sorry, JLD, but I unsubscribed and I deleted (laughs) just because it was taking up so much space. I mean, I have half of my hard drive back just because I unsubscribed, not just from him, but from a few others. So I can finally subscribe to yours, Mark.
1: Well, I appreciate that. But when you told me that last week, I'm like, I don't have any podcast download to my iMac. I have them on my iPhone. So when I go out running or in the car or something like that, I, I can't listen to a podcast at home because I need my brain to li- to pay attention when I'm doing my other work. So when you told me your whole hard drive was full of podcasts, I'm like, you listen at home? How does that work? So, I mean, it's, I'm not saying what you're doing is wrong. i just saying for me, I can't do that.
0: Well, my iPhone is not as old as my van. But the memory is not as big as I would like. Oh, and when you okay. subscribe to two hundred, I mean I wasn't able to take pictures anymore on my phone. So I had to I had uh-huh. to take the podcast app off my iPhone. Okay, it's only a five S, but considering we're up onto X or ten or I guess 10. X and ten are the same thing, but you get the point. I mean, I'm yeah. sure they come with a lot yeah. more memory well- than I've got now. Well, you—if you ask Michelle,
1: I have had—I've got to have the latest and greatest phone. Now, I don't have the ten because I didn't like the design. I've got the eight plus, and I got two hundred fifty-six gigabytes. I've got so many podcasts, so many songs on there, and I still have like two hundred meg, two hundred gigs left. I'm obsessed with the, so. Whenever time Apple comes on a new phone, I've got to buy the latest one, except for the ten. I didn't 256. like two so,
0: hundred
1: and fifty-six gigs. I yes. think I
0: have sixteen. So you can see my problem. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. But yes.
0: with that said, I'm not at the gym I'm not running and some days the extent of my driving is driving the 1 mile which takes a whole 5 minutes here to get I mean because I'm going 25 miles an hour now because you know I, and I do stop at the stop lights and the stop signs to get to the daycare <laughs> so I mean I might be able to get through 5 minutes of a podcast and to me that just doesn't work and I I can't work in silence unlike you like I have to have something going here because it keeps me amazingly it keeps me focused on what i'm working on
1: oh i don't work in silence I, i'm sorry if you got that impression i have you know my- Again, we're an Apple family. We have Apple Music. Um, I listen. I have a playlist called Writing Music, which is I love the themes from like uh, movies like Hans Zimmer, my favorite composer. So I have a playlist that is just music scores from the soundtrack, not the words, just the song. So I have a playlist that I have. I'm a big I'm a a Christian. So I have Christian hip hop. I have Christian uh, favorite Christian songs. So but those words don't bother me. And matter of fact, when Michelle was out someplace and I'm working, uh, the dogs are probably hard of hearing and their cats because I crank up the music. I love my music, but I can't listen to people going. Well, this is the positively productivity podcast. I can't because it's like I'm trying to write an article on LinkedIn. I'm I'm hearing you talk or someone else talk, so I can't listen to people mm-hmm. talking. But oh, I don't. I can't operate in absolute silence unless I'm editing. Now, if I'm editing, I have to. I have to what I do is I read the article out loud. To myself. And then Michelle comes in and said, you still miss some stuff. So, you know, but yeah, no, I can't do in silence. No, no, no.
0: I have a, I have an addition to your playlist if you haven't heard it before. And I was only introduced this morning. The Greatest Showman. Have you?
1: Oh, is that a podcast?
0: it's, it's a sound, it's a, it's a movie. I haven't seen the movie, but Jeff Shaw, who was the guest on episode 254, he, told me to listen to a million dreams. It's a song from the soundtrack, but I'm sure they have a score and it is absolutely amazing. So if you're looking for,
1: well, I will, I will check that out. Cause I'm actually listening to the soundtrack of Dunkirk right now. Cause my boy, Hans Zimmer, my boy, like I know the guy, uh, Hans Zimmer, he did a great job. He did the, he did like the Batman. He did the Crimson Tide and the hunt for October. Hans Zimmer is an awesome composer.
0: Yeah, he's amazing. I am not gonna argue that at all. I think he actually did Green Card. I may be wrong there from what was that, the eighties or the nineties? And I'll
1: check that out. Yeah.
0: I, I love um green card is also another great score and, and soundtrack as well.
1: Cool. I will definitely check those two out. Thank you.
0: Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. So now, now that I have purged the pressure of my podcast listening, I can actually get back to listening to music, which is so amazing. <laughs> so what recommendations would you have for entrepreneurs who are struggling to get it all done? Do you have a top three tips that you could offer?
1: Well, I have a lot of tips, but my number one tip is so simple and yet so few people do it and it's so full of common sense. You ready? Yes. Yes. Get it out of your head and either into an app or into a notebook. Stop trying to remember everything, because what happens is, let me everybody knows Murphy's Law, right? Whatever can go wrong will. The productivity version, which I created, as far as I know, is whatever you need to remember the most is what you're going to forget first. So don't trust your brain. It's not a question of if, but when it will fail you. So. When a thought comes in, you have to call Kim about something. You have to listen to the Mark Jesse podcast. You have to go get milk at the store. Don't try to remember it. You need to get it out of your head. If you're driving, you can pull over. You're allowed to pull over and write your note. Now, if you someone, someone's in the car with you, say, hey, would you make a note of this for me? Okay? The thing is, is... Time is going to keep on going, but that idea may evaporate away. So you've got to get it into something that won't forget. If you're using a phone and someone goes, what if I lose my phone? Well, if you have it, you know, synced up with the cloud, it's going to be up there, you know, but that, don't think negatively. This is the positivity podcast, not the negativity productivity podcast. But you don't need to trust your brain. That's my number one tip. Now, the other ones... Mark, to I interrupt you for a one? second? Yeah, go right ahead.
0: I have found that bath crayons are an awesome tool for remembering. <laughs> I mean, they work wonders. I write my ideas that I get in the shower on the bathroom wall, and then I write them down afterwards. And it prevents me from slipping now, on the floor after I get out of the shower.
1: Now, I have this visual... That your poor kid comes in and goes, Mom,
0: what's up with my crayons? Where'd they all go? Oh, they're mom's crayons.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. I get okay. Okay. Yeah,
0: <laughs> because what happens in my house with artists' tools is that they draw on each other or on themselves, especially my daughter, Zelda. <laughs> she found a green Sharpie marker. Oh, no. In December, January. Um, so December 2017 or 2017. Or January 2018, listeners, you can go to my personal Facebook profile and find that video where she's telling everybody on a Facebook live that she drew on her face. She was so happy oh, with herself. My word. Yeah, so it's like a <laughs> library around here; they have to check the the drawing utensils out. <laughs>
1: Now, you listeners need to understand that my wife and I are, are empty nesters. Well, we have a zoo. We have a, a chihuahua, two cats, bird and fish, but we don't have kids. Um, so those days are far behind us. Um, so I'm trying to relate to what Kim is saying about, you know, stuff being checked out of her personal library. I can't relate to that because I'm the king of my castle. And I don't have to do that stuff. Don't tell Michelle I said that, by the way.
0: She's the queen. And there's a. <laughs> yeah, she, she is. She is. Yeah. <laughs> Um, considering that, according to my podcast stats, sixty-one percent of the listeners are women, I'm I'm not entirely concerned about making this comment. However, it's not so nice. There's a reason why the the ladies' room is on the right. Oh, we're always right.
1: Ba-boom-tosh. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. So okay. So write it down. What What about right before bed? Do you ever get those ideas and do you you uh, do you have a notebook next to your bed? Do you put it into your phone? What do you do then? Because what I've been trying to do is get away from electronics the hour before bed, which doesn't always go as planned. Listeners, I was sharing with Mark bef- in our pre chat <laughs> last night. Well, this week, let's just be honest. I've caught up with two and a half seasons of The Walking Dead. So last night I was watching the zombies right up until bedtime.
1: And that's a good, that's a good memory to go to bed with. No, it most
0: certainly is not. But going to the behind the scenes helped me from getting zombie nightmares. So that was great because they are the worst. You don't want to watch The Walking Dead right before bed if it's not like a behind the scenes look. But yeah, what do you do if it's right before bed? How do you record ideas then?
1: Well, I will answer this question what I would Mm -hmm. do. What I do is before I go to bed, I now I preface this. I don't spend a lot of time on social media. I'm giving value, but I don't spend a lot of time consuming content on, on social media. I don't have the time. So what I do is I make sure I clean out all my notifications. I make sure my email is empty as much as possible. Everything's cleaned out. Then I put my, my phone in airplane mode. OK, so and I always read about 30 to 45 minutes before bed. Now, I do read on my iPad, which is in airplane mode and which is the screen is inverse. So I read it at night. I read it. So it's a black screen with white lettering. So the, the lighting doesn't affect me. The reason why is something else. A lot of people don't know about me is I was born blind in my left eye. The nerve did not develop from the eyeball of the brain. So I need to have larger font. So with the iPad or the Kindle, whatever electronic device you're using, you can make the font larger. So as I'm reading before I go to bed, if an idea pops in to my head, I grab my phone, which is in airplane mode. I open up my to-do list app, which I use an app called Things 3. It's not free, but it's a great app. And I add it to my list. So the next day, it's there. So I still record it. And I, you know, I don't subscribe to the don't use electronics for bed. I think if you're careful about it, I mean, if you're watching Facebook videos or walking dead for two hours, that's probably not a good thing. But if you're reading and you've got the screen inversed, I think that's okay. Um, I wouldn't watch the walking dead before I went to bed, even though that stuff doesn't scare me. It's just, I don't like to go to bed with anything negative in my head. I like to go to bed with positive things in my head. So I'm reading a a fantastic novel right now by Brad Thor, which is kind of, you know, killing people and all this other stuff. But right before I go to bed, I will read something more positive. Now it may be I'm reading um, How to Stop Worrying and um, Start Living by Dale Carnegie and Awaken the Giant Within with Tony Robbins. I may read a page or two of that after I read my novel, just so the last thing before I go to bed, it's something positive instead of negative.
0: I love that. Sorry for the pause, listeners the pause will probably be edited out. Positive Productivity Podcast. My uh charger for my MacBook just started making the strangest buzzing sound. That's probably not good.
1: <laughs> so when so when you're so when you're actually like I'm talking you have your mic muted?
0: I did just because I have the dog in my office. Okay.
1: Okay. See, I, I when I do my podcast, and you'll find this out, I, I don't do that. Cause I was selling, sharing with Kim earlier. I don't edit my podcast, and I was talking to one person, their dog started barking, and she got all, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, no, the dog just wanted to talk about productivity. It's okay. I just roll with it, folks. Too many people take life seriously. You got to laugh. That's why Kim and I are doing a lot of laughing here. Life is meant to be enjoyed, not like, you know, don't don't be Linus. Is, is Linus the one that was, um, no, Eeyore, Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh? You know, always a downer. Don't be an Eeyore. Be a winnie the Pooh. Be happy about everything. That's what life's oh, all I about. Love it.
0: Yeah. Mark, there's actually an episode. Listeners, I will link to it in the show notes. The episode with Christina Jones, one of my cats, Fame, actually gave birth to kittens in the middle of the episode.
1: Oh, my in, word. In the
0: next <laughs> but my husband kept on going or coming into the office through the whole episode to tell me what was going on and I'm just sitting here. And luckily, Christina or Christine, she, she specifically actually, she has a marketing business where she deals a lot with equestrian businesses, um, horse related businesses. So she was very fascinated. I know cats and horses are different. I'm not trying to say they're the same thing, but it was very fascinating to her. And that was not on the episode. But yeah, I i mute though so as to not interrupt you but i, I like what you that's said that's okay yeah okay now before
1: before we run out of time cuz you know we could talk for yeah, a long could. time and i've got get i got a a call in like 27 minutes and i want to make sure i give your audience some other value uh the other thing i want to talk about is scheduling everybody has heard or you probably n- are familiar with if what gets scheduled gets mm-hmm. done okay that sounds great but first of all Actually do it. And second of all, make sure you're scheduling both professional and business stuff. In other words, I run every day. Now, we're recording this on February 1st. It won't be out until March. But today was the 157th consecutive day I run at least one mile. That is actually on my schedule. Lunch is on my schedule. Time to read is on my schedule. Because people say, if you're so busy, how do you time to read? I actually schedule it. So you need to schedule stuff when it pops up on your calendar. Now, now, reading is listed not as busy. So uh, clients can book appointments there There because I can move them. Coaching calls and podcast interviews are listed busy as opposed to available. I think I said it backwards. If it's reading, lunch, that goes in as available. The other stuff is busy. But you need to put it on your calendar. And the other tip I'll give you is make sure you're using one calendar. Don't have one calendar for business and one calendar for personal. You need to be able to open up one app on your phone and look at everything you have scheduled right then and there, business and personal, because you don't want to go, okay, I'm nothing for work. Let me get my other schedule. Oh, let me look at my husband's schedule. Let me look at my kid's schedule. Put everything in one schedule. Will it be messy? It may be messy, but at least all the information is in one place in, as, as opposed to four Oh, I
0: love it. And I, I use Google Calendar for exactly that same reason. I have my one calendar, but I have different categories. So I can put the kids' activities in, my husband's work schedule, and yep. all the stuff. So I can just turn them off if I don't want to see them, but it's all right there. Yes. Yeah.
1: Exactly. So many people, they say, well, I don't want to mix business and pleasure. I said, the problem is something is going to get missed because now you're relying on multiple calendars. Don't do that. Use a single calendar.
0: What is one thing every day that you must do to feel complete about the day?
1: Productivity related or Overall. overall? Okay. Overall. I don't know if I, I can say this in the podcast, but you can edit it if it is not. I, I get up first thing in the morning. The first thing I do, number one, is take care of nature. You know, obviously, nature is calling first thing in the morning. The second thing is I read my Bible. I read the Bible every day, every year, all the way through cover to cover. Um, if If someone said, hey— you got a couple of celebrities at the door. They're going to take you out, fly you in a private plane, going to go to Hawaii. They're going to coach you all day long. They're going to make your business a trillion-dollar business. you got to go right now. Nope. Got to read my Bible first. That's. And I'm not going to say I'm the world's greatest Christian because I'm not, but I can tell you since I've been reading the Bible every day, my wife has told me that I'm a gentler, kinder, and more loving person. So that is my number one priority every day without fail. I hope I – didn't like skew way off the answer to your question
0: no i really like that i really like that do you thank you do you drink coffee no do you drink soda
1: i love diet coke but it can't be in a plastic glass i plastic cup i tell people it's got to be in a real glass although for christmas my church i'm i i'm an, uh, a leader in the youth group they got me this uh, arctic uh um, cooler the, the arctic cups you ever seen these arctic cups that keep things cold for mm-hmm. like forever uh, now i put diet coke in there and it stays cold all day long because i don't like ice uh, my wife and i have this big endless debate she says ice keeps it colder no ice waters it down i just want Diet Coke naked, I don't want ice, I don't want lime, I just want diet Coke and a glass now, I'm sure some of your listeners who like diet Coke go, yeah, I get it, you know don't don't taint the taste of diet Coke at all, but yeah, I do like my diet Coke.
0: I bought my husband a insulated coffee mug for Christmas, and my my twelve year old made me an iced coffee and he decided to put it into that mug and I'll tell you. The ice was in my, I, I drank all the coffee. It was on my desk overnight. So, by, and by the time I came back to my desk, it was probably 18 hours later and there was still ice in there. Yeah. Yep. So I get it. Like, I don't <laughs> want my coffee. I know it already has water in it. I don't drink soda anymore, but I don't want it. I don't want my coffee any more diluted than it already is, which I know sounds really like, huh? yeah but yeah i just i want coffee not coffee water listen
1: yes you know what's funny is i like i don't mean to interrupt you but i like when people tell me um they'll say you know diet coke's not good for you that's not good for you and they're smoking a cigarette i'm like really dude (laughs) really (laughs) do you have you looked in the mirror lately i mean you smoke 12 packs of cigarettes a day you're gonna tell me diet coke is bad don't think so sorry (laughs)
0: No, I was on. I was drinking way too much Mountain Dew on top of my coffee. Oh my gosh, that do the do New York coming out? I don't know if you caught that coffee, but yeah, coffee
1: over there, over there. Yes, exactly.
0: But I, I tried to cut out the coffee and the soda on the same day. Don't do that. That's all I have to say, listeners, just don't do that. So I cut the soda and I may or may not cut the coffee, but just having all that sugar gone is amazing.
1: Well, I will tell you that um, I gave up Diet Coke for three years and you know, I'm trying to take care of myself better I'm 52 years young. Um, why one device is... Diet Coke. Okay. I'm really trying to do a good job of getting rid of the sugar in my life. I'm really trying to get rid of processed food. And last weekend, my wife and I went to the store at Kroger here. I don't know if you have Kroger in in Ohio. And they said, one day only. You can get a box of Reese's peanut butter cups for $5, 60 pieces. I should have said no. I ate those things in three days. I'm like, you know what, Mark, this is the dumbest thing you've ever done. I should have just passed by it. It would have taken me three seconds to keep walking. I'm like, huh. And I blame Michelle because she goes, yeah, that's a good deal. She just said, no. So I said, I told her, never let me do that again. It was horrible. My body's going, wait a minute. You said you're going to try to stay less than 40 grams of sugar a day. And you're eating like 20 of these a day. So I was really bad. And so- I got rid of those. Of course, I didn't throw them all. I, I had to eat them because I paid for them. Um, but I'm trying to. get Isn't that horrible? It's like, well, I paid for them, even though it's really not bad for you. I'll just eat it, you know. Um, so yeah, I did that, and uh, so I told her no more sugar. I do. I did find because um, I love. I have a sweet tooth, and Klondike makes a no sugar added uh, ice cream bar. It's got five grams of sugar in it. And I allow myself one or two of those a day. The regular ones have 40 grams of sugar. So I'm really trying to watch, 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 my sugar intake. So I'm not a nutritionist. I know people say you shouldn't eat meat. You should eat meat. You should be vegan. You shouldn't be vegan. You should eat vegetables, not vegetables. You know what? You got to figure out what works for you. Yeah. Okay. This is what works for yep.
0: me. Well, Kroger doesn't always help either. We have a newly reconstructed <laughs> Kroger and they put like, Well, okay. So you're from Rochester. I'm from Rochester. So we both grew up with Wegmans.
1: Yes. Yeah. All Wegmans.
0: (laughs) So they have the bulk food section. Listeners, bulk food is basically big barrels of anything. But when you're a child, it's specifically candy. So you go, you get the bag, you fill up the bag with like from the barrel of, it was always my favorite to get Sour Patch Kids. So our newly reconstructed Kroger here has what I would call the bulk food section right next to the fresh produce. Oh, (laughs) like there's no aisle or divider in between them. So I'm getting bananas and I can see the sour watermelons screaming at me.
1: Oh my word.
0: (laughs) But I've had, I, um, I, I'm being monitored for diabetes. So I'm ignoring them. Yes. So,
1: Good for you. Good for you,
0: Mark. This has been an amazing conversation. I can't wait to do it again with you on your podcast and then hopefully on here again at a future date. Where can listeners find you online? Listeners, don't try to write down his last name. It will be in the show notes, (laughs) but where can they find you online, Mark? (laughs) <laughs> Thank you for saying that. So
1: if you're driving, don't try to memorize this because you won't. The best place to go is com. That's where everything is. You can sign up for my email newsletter. If you scroll to the bottom of the webpage, you can find where I am on social media. You can go to Google and type in Mark MarkStruczewski. Everything pops up. If you really want to be more productive, I would love it. It would mean the world to me if you would subscribe to the Mark Stuszewski podcast. I'm on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, basically every place other than SoundCloud, because I'm not going to pay $7 a month to have a podcast on SoundCloud. But it's there, and I love what I do. As you can tell, I am an authentic person. Um, as Kim can attest, when we talked about the the, the one-hour, 15-minute call we had, who I am off air is who I am on air, who I am on stage, who I am at Kroger. I am the same person. I don't put on different personas. This is really me. So if you really enjoyed me on Kim's podcast, go check out mine. If there's boredom on there, I apologize because I tell my guests there's three things I don't allow on my podcast. Boredom, any kind of vulgar language. I don't think brain farts, a, um, just so you know. Can I say uh, that? Vulgar language. Yeah, yeah, you can okay. say that. Um, and then the third thing is, I don't want don't want your agenda. Uh, if you're an environmentalist, if you want to save the whales, if you want to save Pluto. That's not the point of my podcast. Just like with Kim, don't bring your agenda here. That's not what the point of this is. But other than that, I, I want people to have fun, like like we had a good conversation here. Actually, Kim inspired me because I don't call it an interview anymore. I call it a conversation. I love the conversation because it's kind of like the audience is eavesdropping on our conversation Kim like what are you gonna talk about now and it's more interesting than saying Mark so how do you uh, say productive every day and I say well Kim it's just what you do it's boring who likes boring boring stinks and so that's what the Mark Stuchowski podcast is all about and the reason why I call it the Mark Stuchowski podcast because I get asked this question a lot is why don't you call it the productivity podcast because Mark Stuchowski is my brand. If you Google Mark Stuchowski, everything comes up. And so that's why I do it the way I do. Maybe the audience didn't have any, didn't, they say I wasn't thinking that question. I'm a guy. I did it anyways. So there you go.
0: That's a very valid point though. Because who knows well, if they are going to want to be talking about productivity in another 10 years. You might be inspired to talk about Maybe something else. It.
1: Maybe I want to talk about, uh, you know, Basket Weaving in Ohio or how people have different accents. (laughs) But if I then I have to keep then I have to keep changing the name of the podcast. Well, the Mark Stachewski podcast will always be there.
0: The proper pronunciation podcast, you know, how to properly say productivity.
1: (laughs) Yeah, over there. By the way, I'm by the way, Kim and I are from Rochester, New York, and I know Kim agrees with me. We do not like people in New York City. We kind of wish. Now, tell me, I don't want to put words in your mouth, Kim, but we kind of wish that they had their own state because they would suck all the money from the from Buffalo, Rochester, Syracuse, Albany. They'd suck all the money away. And and people go, oh, well, how come you don't talk like you talk in New York City? Because I'm not from New York City. I'm from Rochester. We don't we don't talk like that. We don't say coffee. Although Kim, <laughs> yeah. did. But I mean, did you think that way? Did you think that that why don't they become their own like separate state? Well,
0: uh, even. Yes, sometimes that would be awesome. And here, let me give you a great example. I went to college in Chicago. A whole bunch of my classmates in the interior architecture pro- program were from New York City, and they told me I wasn't from New York because I was from Rochester. Ooh, there, New York City is a little dot, but there, Rochester is seven hours away, and there's a lot of cities and towns and great places in between New York. Yep. City. Yep and rochester and buffalo however the driving is still just as bad
1: yeah now i will say that there's something that they don't have a lot of in rochester that they have a lot of in houston and apparently where you live and you mentioned it already on the show today do you know what i'm talking about not the city not the actual downtown city i mean like out in the suburbs
0: snow curbs oh curbs
1: curbs okay because when I I used to ride my bike all over Rochester, the west side of Rochester, and there were no I hate riding bikes here in Houston. You know, I'm a runner now, but when I used to ride my bike because they have all these curves for for flood control. Yeah, for it flood, drove me nuts because of car. Yeah, control. up and yeah when you have when you have no curves if you're out in the suburbs you could just like ride in someone's grass. You can't do that down here because you've got this big curb. And so in your in your town where you live, do they have a lot of curbs or are they curb free? Oh,
0: there's curbs all over the place, and me and my kids trip over them all the time. Yeah but
1: oh sure blame the kids go ahead kid no it really Put the, is throw the kids in the no bus.
0: and then there's like a furry animal not so pretty um not a cat or a dog who digs holes in my yard and, and puts them exactly where i walk so i'll be walking across the yard to get to the car that's parked on the road and down goes mom it's pretty funny Actually, oh. but no. Should, they probably should, don't have curbs in,
1: take a video because
0: what they do though, Mark, which is what they don't do up here, is they will the plows will actually they'll plow the snow right into the yard, basically. Snow in Rochester. No, like and
1: oh, okay. oh yeah, okay. And, Rochester. I was trying to be funny because we don't have snow. Down yeah, here.
0: and if they in here, they don't get too close because they have limited snow plows and they're not going to risk running up onto a curb with the plow because then we're in real big trouble with one or two plows in the whole town. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I would like you to give a phone to one of your younger kids and always have them videotape you walk in the car. And then one time you fall, they got to put that up on YouTube and Facebook and everything like that. and Instagram.
0: Okay. (laughs) That will be this afternoon. So yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. oh, you can schedule That's nice. Yep. Good. Okay.
0: Yep. No, there really needs to be a YouTube station for my family just so that people can see what really goes on around here because, oh, it's a riot. And I've been hiding it for the longest time because I didn't want people to see the mess. And it's not because I don't care about cleaning. It's just, I'll. it's the kid tornado. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I've been there. I know exactly that what that you're talking about. And I only had two girls. Yeah. I couldn't imagine five. Yeah.
0: No, it's impossible plus we have we have the other part of your zoo eight cats and a dog so
1: yes yes we won't go down that road because that was very scary I had nightmares yeah it's scary
0: for me and I'm living it (laughs) Mark again this has been absolutely incredible listeners all the links will be in the show notes which you can find at thekimsutton.com forward slash pp262 and with that Mark I would love if you would share a parting piece of advice or a golden nugget with listeners
1: Complexity is the gateway to procrastination. So keep it simple.
0: Today's episode of the Positive Productivity Podcast is brought to you by the Positive Productivity Pod. Created to empower entrepreneurs to achieve and appreciate personal and professional success without burnout, the pod offers weekly group coaching sessions, online courses, a private member community, and tons more. To learn more about the pod and to sign up, visit positiveproductivitypod.com. See you on the inside.